KG, and this is not safe for network. There's nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. What's in the box? What's in the box? Montucky Skies. Hey, welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. Uh, I'm putting a smile on my face, but I'm not super happy today. What's happening? You know what's happening. <laughs> the end of the world as we know it? Yeah, we're in Trump's America. Um so I was saying to everybody, I think Brandon too, that, uh, you know, you should probably check out voting. <laughs> that might be a good idea. Uh, I'm guessing out of the registered voters on our podcast that somewhere around 48% of you didn't go to the polls because that seems to be what it was nationally. And uh, as a result, we have... What do we even call him? Premier Trump? Premier elect Trump. Chancellor Trump. Chancellor <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest. Like, I was super depressed after it. I know this is an old story by now. A lot of people saying this over and over again. But uh, I did not even crack a smile for a couple of days after it happened. I was just angry. Um, I didn't watch any TV. I listened to some political stuff, but that was all I could really muster. And even that was probably just like spelling my mood even <laughs> worse. Um, and what actually finally got me to laugh was on Friday, I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast and he had a Republican on there and he started talking about goat boy. Goat and, boy? Yeah, and he was... <laughs> Is he a relative of Bat Boy? <laughs> no, you know, like Jim Brewer, he would host like an 80s countdown show, and every time he got out of line, they were waiting with the cattle prods, <laughs> and he'd be like, meh, 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 and then they would start like cattle prodding him. And so Jacko was basically saying that it would be a good idea if Trump's handlers treated Trump that way. <laughs> and every time he started saying some racist, misogynist shit to just start cattle prodding him so that, uh, you know, he didn't get impeached immediately. And that actually put a smile on my face. You know what I think, like, uh, got me out of a stupor was seeing the, uh, Obama and Biden leaving op- office memes. Oh yeah, yeah, I did <laughs> laugh at that a little bit. I like the one where uh, where Joe Biden is is like, so when he walks in, I'm gonna hit him with the football, and he's like, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the one that I liked the best was uh, I left a bag of Cheetos in the bathroom. Uh, Obama asked why, in case he needs to powder his nose. <laughs> that's good was there any other ones that tickled your fancy there oh the uh the one where he's uh biden is holding obama's hand he says uh just hold my hand just hold my hand it's like why 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 do you want to do that it'll really freak mike pence out <laughs> just go with it <laughs> such a great idea <laughs> uh 
yeah. So at least we can laugh a little bit because we're not Muslim or women or black or. I, is there any groups I forgot? I'm sure like pretty much all groups are gonna go down in a holocaust. LGBT, and start to feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely with Mike Pence, especially. It's like his. I don't know how much to even get into this. Like, we're not a political podcast. We try and get political a little bit, but it's just, it's really depressing because like more than anything, I care about social justice. I really do. Like I care about treating people equally and treating everybody like humans. And it just seems to be not up our president's alley, president elect. It's definitely up our president's alley, but yeah. Premier elect. Sorry. I forgot. (laughs) Chancellor elect. Chancellor elect. From now on, it's Chancellor Chancellor Trump. Chancellor Trump. (laughs) Yeah. Henceforth and forever. Uh, But if there is a bright spot, I guess it would be Chappelle on SNL, which would have happened if Hillary won anyway. But it was nice to see Dave Chappelle, especially, I don't know, like, he's a voice that I've really missed a lot. Yeah. And so... It was insanely good timing that SNL got him when he did. Uh, his monologue, I thought, was really good. Like it was, I don't know. Like it was, a, it was a really good eleven minute, like kind of. Yeah, it was a long monologue. They they let him do what he wanted. It was pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, because they, and I was really surprised they didn't censor him any. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I mean, couldn't he dropped a lot of, of N bombs on that. Yeah, and I was watching on Hulu, so I honestly don't know if they censor Saturday Night Live. I on watched, Hulu. I watched it um, live on air. Well, the Montana showing because usually they have the East Coast, and then they'll rerun it on the West Coast. And for us people here in Mountain. T- they re- re-ran it, and, and, I mean, it was, if they censored it, I didn't see it. Okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there, it was interesting when Kate McKinnon did that song at the beginning, uh, Hallelujah. By Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Which is another shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to kind of lead into that, but. Uh yeah, Leonard Leonard Cohen died this week and he didn't do the famous version of that song, but he did write it. You know, like uh I can't remember who did the one that finally broke out, but it was it was weird. It went through a lot of different covers where they did different things until somebody finally struck gold with it. And uh it's also the one you hear in Shrek. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. That was when I became aware of that song. Yeah. Um, I think I would agree with that cuz that's where I know it from. It's weird. Like I, Leonard Cohen is one of those people that like, I've always been aware of him, but he hasn't like, I've never bought any of his albums or anything, but I've had soundtracks with him and I've definitely heard him a lot. Yeah. He's, he's definitely somebody that was just out of my normal sphere, but influential to my sphere, I would say. He was on the Natural Born Killers soundtrack. I remember that was when I first became aware of Leonard Cohen. Um, I want to say it was Everybody Knows, but I'm not sure. But I think Everybody Knows is on the the Natural Born Killers soundtrack. So crucify me in the comments if I'm incorrect on this. Hit us up on Facebook Live if uh, 
you don't know we're on right. Facebook Live. If, if you happen to hear us from the next room, <laughs> check us out on Facebook Live. If you're listening on the podcast, it's too fucking late. <laughs> Go ahead and re rewatch it. Yeah, that's true. You can you can watch it on video. If you want to see my Hulk shirt, I can make him dance if I move my chesticles just right. <laughs> I got Deadpool. <laughs> tacos. It's backwards on his shirt, so you might not be able to read that, but it says tacos. Um, Why? Because tacos rule. But yeah, so back to that Saturday Night Live. So Kate McKinnon did that opening where she sang Hallelujah. And I my immediate impression was like, holy shit, Kate McKinnon's even more talented than I realized she was because I hadn't ever seen her play piano or I guess I'd seen her sing a little bit, but just a little bit. Nothing that I've like would stand out to me at this point. That woman is skyrocketing. <laughs> Kate McKinnon. Yeah. No, she's she's killing it right now. By the way, uh Jesse Beardsley just said that we could get a nine ninety nine gift card from Grey Clips. So I'm hey, totally it's down. like a three or four dollar off deal, so but you have to buy them from Jesse. That's right. <laughs> and it's and it's in And your it's home. not in the back of a truck either, right. so don't okay. worry about it. <laughs> They're not gonna like put a bag over you and take you to a location <laughs> to cut your hair. That's good to know. <laughs> But uh, I, I I just saw Matt Campbell joined in from the We Had a Good Life podcast. Hi, Matt. Uh, we're we're joining you. We're drinking scotch right now. We don't we don't quite do the Hennessy. We don't have enough money for Hennessy. But this is from Scotland. A sixteen year old scotch worth. from Scotland. So God damn, we've never sounded so white. <laughs> <sighs> yep. At least I don't have granite cubes. That would just seal the deal right there. Oh, shit. A pause that refreshes. So, yeah, Chappelle's monologue was was really good. Um, I really liked it when he said, when he was speaking on behalf of the, how did he phrase it? Repressed minorities? Is that how? I don't think that's what he said, but basically said, on behalf of us, we'll give you a chance, but we demand that you give us a chance, which I thought was a good thing to say. What he said at the end of his monologue, and I... You can go check it out on YouTube or different social media, but it was, I thought it was really touching at the end. Yeah. Um, I loved the the first sketch that he did where they're sitting there watching election results with all the white people <laughs> and all the white people are just shocked and he's just like rolling his eyes the whole time. Like, he's he didn't like, expect this. <laughs> all the white people in the room were like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to pe- minorities in America. <laughs> yeah, and he says, yeah, my grandpa said there was something worse, but he was like one of those, whatchamacallit, slaves. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And then Chris Rock came in, too, to and finish And then they were both sketch. basically doing the same thing, just rolling their eyes and like, oh, and white people. That was the one point where Dave Chappelle, like, almost broke character like four <laughs> times he was just like laughing so hard at stuff chris rock was saying uh i dug that um i really i, I really liked how he gathered together all his characters for that walking dead lampoon yeah just because i was happy to like i don't know see him do those characters again but what was really fun was i was watching it with river and uh you can judge me as a stepdad if you want right now because before that happened, 
I wanted her to sort of know who Dave Chappelle was because I don't think she knew who he was. And uh, so we sat down and watched the first episode of, of the Chappelle show. And I did the first episode intentionally because I believe that that Clayton Bixby sketch is the greatest comedy sketch of all time. Like, and I will debate that with anybody, but I think it's, it's funny as hell. It's also genius. Like, it's just so smart. Like it really plays with stereotypes and pulls them apart. Like, okay. So you have a black man who's blind. And so he doesn't know he's black and he grows up in a school for the blind. And so the teachers just tell everybody he's white and tells him that he's white so that all the kids will leave him alone. And so he becomes a black white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) And it just says awful things. But like one, it's ridiculous to say those things anyway, but it's hilarious when you hear a black man say them. And then like they play with like the Southern stereotype, but then at the same time you have like a loving friend of his that's taking care of him and trying to make sure he doesn't get hurt and doesn't seem to really buy into all this stuff. Like he just wants him to be okay. There's like a lady who says that she told him he was black because she didn't want the kids to pick on him. Like, so they pull apart that stereotype. You've got like a gay person at the, at the KKK rally that he's holding (laughs) while he's wearing his hood. Uh, he's the one whose head explodes when he pulls off his mask, <laughs> which you don't expect a, a gay person at the KKK. But I shouldn't. I should not stereotype. There very well might be a lot of homosexuals at KKK rallies. I don't know. I like. I don't know. Uh, if you somebody don't, you, from what the, you don't attend a lot of KKK rallies. No, but I do have friends from the LGBT community. So if you could tell me if you know anybody who's a clan member. That'd be awesome. And any other clan members you know, the internet needs to know in the comment <laughs> section right now. Uh, but uh, my mom just joined in. She said she loved the song. Yeah, we loved it too. We talked about it a minute ago. I don't know how old the comment <laughs> is. So, but um, yeah. And so, so when they did when they did that sketch where Chappelle was bringing all his old characters back, and then they show Clayton Bixby was the last one wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, <laughs> I laughed and River laughed too because she had that recognition because she had seen the sketch. So that was a super cool thing because I was sitting there laughing at all the characters, but I was well aware I was the only one in the room who knew who any of them were until Clayton Bixby showed up, and then it was like sweet. You know, it was the. Uh- <laughs> I actually, my favorite part of that sketch was the Chappelle show intro he did where he was talking to the audience members mm-hmm. like he used to. Still, still holding his microphone. Yeah. 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 I was wondering if they were going to do that the whole show when they, because the, after the very first sketch, they cut to him with the microphone. I was like, are they going to do this the whole show? So I was a little bummed that they didn't, but I mean, logistically, probably not possible. Yeah. Like they have to run back and forth all over that place. So if you've ever seen the way that that studio is set up, I mean, like that stage is always there in the middle, but then they have like four or five like rotating stages on like way on opposite sides of the thing. So like they have to take into account that stuff too when they're like, you know, going into sketches because somebody's got to go into hair and makeup and stuff and like get to the stage in time and sometimes it's just not possible to run onto the main stage you know yeah you know what was really interesting because it kind of got me thinking like what it would be like to actually watch that show live 
And so I did a little Google research. Boy, it is quite a trick to get SNL tickets. I bet. Because they're, they're free shows, and they give them out Saturday morning at like 7 o'clock in the morning. But they have people camped out from like Thursday night in wow. front of the studio. So you're saying this isn't something you can just luck out in if you're like visiting New York and just pop by Rockefeller? No, it's something you have to make a plan for. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like, hey, I got shit. I don't have shit to do this Saturday afternoon. That was that was what I loved about um, when I moved to Washington was the first time I ordered concert tickets online. And I remember getting tickets for a Nine Inch Nails show. And I was like, they went on sale right at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was sitting there in front of the computer at 6.30 in the morning just waiting for the thing to click over. Like, refresh, 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 like five minutes before 7, like over and over again until they popped up. Because I was sure. Like, I didn't realize that, like, Seattle doesn't care as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) So I got the tickets I wanted, and I got them immediately. And then a friend of mine got tickets right next to me, like, like a week later. So, (laughs) you know, it wasn't the the hot ticket I thought it was going to be. But uh, I remember, like, Pearl Jam tickets. We had friends who, like, camped out for like two days to get Pearl Jam tickets and music to go when we used to have our old record shop. Uh, Our friend Dan Bennett actually scored us tickets, if I remember right. Was that how you got them? That's how I got them. Yeah, Yeah, because I was with you. And I think we ended up having to go into gestures as minors to to pick up the tickets. Well, it was... So what it was was uh, he sold them to somebody who works at Jester's who will remain nameless. And I think I think we stopped in there before it was illegal. I mean, like it's like you can walk in there before nine, I think. Or at least that was the case it fucking may have 20 been then, years yeah. ago or whatever oh. it was. 19 years ago. Yeah. Because that was 97. Jesus, yeah. So, I mean, we literally just walked in and got the tickets and left. But it, he, he sold them to us at cost as a favor because Dan had like waited in line forever. And so he said as a favor, if he he would sell them to us at cost. So that's, yeah. So yeah, that was a great show too. It was a great show. Like Pearl Jam isn't always like super tops of my list or anything, but like they put on a hell of a show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, if anybody's commenting, I apologize, but my computer seems to have frozen up because my brother-in-law apparently downloaded a weird, fucking virus protector uh and clearly was looking at porn (laughs) nice it's a little locked up right now (laughs) but uh you know that's my own cross to bear (laughs) (laughs) should we move on to some news or was there anything else about snl you wanted to talk about um did we hit it all what'd you think of a tribe called quest did you ever listen to them I never really listened to them, and I they were a little before my time, like before I started. Yeah, and it was rap. it was uh, typically on SNL during the uh, musical guest is my smoke break, so I usually don't watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I'm gonna turn that phone down, or that's gonna create a problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Looper. Yeah, working out all the uh, the kinks in the studio right now. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to some news then. Uh, so our only DC news of the night, unless you brought something. Uh, DC just released a trailer for Justice League Dark. It's supposed to be an R-rated cartoon movie. I don't think it's getting a theatrical release, but it's all over Facebook right now, so I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, the team for this is going to consist of Constantine, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and Etragon the Demon. Etragon the Demon I'm not familiar with. No. No, that's I, I have no idea. But I can give you a quick breakdown of the other guys if you want. Do you know who Constantine is? Yes. It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, do the face. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Uh, let's see. Dead Man is a really interesting character. So this is a guy who basically, like, he fucked up in life, and so he has to, like, it's sort of like a like a quantum leap in a way. Like, he can jump into people's bodies and control people, but when he's like kind of like ghost dead man, nobody can really see him except for demons and stuff. So he's got to like inhabit people's bodies to do anything about anything. But he can jump into anybody except for the person who like is the villain because that would ruin the story. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually how I read it. Um, Zatanna is basically just a magician. She looks like a magician's assistant. She does magic tricks. I'm sure she's down with the dark arts. Uh, not super familiar with that character, but uh, and Swamp Thing. We know Swamp we know Thing, Swamp right? Thing. Yeah, we were just talking on our Halloween episode about uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau being yep. in Swamp Thing. Uh, did you know John Carpenter did that movie? I did not know. I that. didn't know that till the <laughs> other day. Somehow I came across that, and I was like, I had no fucking idea John Carpenter did that movie. Wow, you learn something every day. So John Carpenter, one of the architects of one of the early comic book movies. That guy did it all, man. He did Starman. He did Swamp Thing. Did a bunch of fucking cool movies that don't fit in that framework. (laughs) The Fog. Hell yeah. The Thing. What am I missing? Halloween. Escape from New York. John Carpenter's Vampires. Did you know he did John Carpenter's Vampires? Really? John Carpenter's Vampires? Yeah. He did John Carpenter's Vampires. It's amazing. Uh, You got any expectations for Justice League Dark? They're talking about making an actual movie out of it. I don't truly care. Fair enough. That is a straight shooter right there. I I got to be honest. I don't truly care either. (laughs) I like Swamp Thing. Yeah, and it, I mean, I just don't know much about any of those characters that would really intrigue me. Um, shoot, I haven't even seen the animated The Killing Joke yet, so. Yeah, me neither. Um, the stuff your brother told me kind of turned me off of it, to be honest. Yeah, I saw Voodoo just released uh, Suicide Squad today, and you can actually bundle it with four animated movies and one of them is a killing joke. So I might go. That's kind of cool. Is it, I mean, is it a big expensive bundle or is it? I didn't look that deep. Yeah. Cause a lot of those times with those digital ones, you're like, that's fucking badass. And then it's like a hundred dollars and you're like, fuck. No, (laughs) 
typically the voodoo stuff is I don't think you ever pay more than twenty dollars. Oh, yeah, but I've seen like a Star Wars bundle on there for like a hundred. Yeah, that's maybe. literally what I was thinking okay. of. <laughs> but usually it's like, you know, four movies that are not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um okay, moving on here. A little bit more comic book news. Uh, Tom Holland just got contract contracted contracted contracted. That's like, like that's like when you, you get AIDS or something, right? Yeah. Okay, contracted to play Peter Parker in two sequels to Spider Man Homecoming, as well as Infinity War in a yet to be announced movie from Marvel Studios. So Woo-hoo! all all the talk was it the last episode or the episode before we were talking about how. It was looking like stuff was falling apart between Fox and, and uh, not Fox, but Sony and Marvel. It looks like that's not the case. Like they worked it out. So. Either that or Sony's had such a hard year. They're like, well, we need to make money somehow. Dude, Spider-Man is almost all they're making money off. <laughs> like for real though. No, I <laughs> it's, I believe it's gotten it. sad with Sony. <laughs> I don't know how, like, I don't know how, like with, with so many of the advances and like stuff we put in our ears, I'm amazed that Sony hasn't figured out how to make an MP3 player people want to carry around or make phones or like any of that stuff, you know? They're just yeah. like kind of behind the curveball, which is weird. Sony was like the premier company most of my life, I would say. You know, I think they took some real heavy losses when they went into the PlayStation. Because, um, I mean, they spent sunk so much money into the, the PlayStation lineup. Um, they had some huge losses. Is the PlayStation Four not not hitting? It's it's I know, it's I know done it was all right, but leader, typically, but. the first couple of years when a company puts out a new console, they make they lose money on every. Right, it's a loss leader until. It's uh, in such mass production. Yeah. Like at a certain point, they make money off of it, but they make money off of titles pretty fast. Right. And that's where they recoup a lot of their losses is from. That's weird to think too, because they destroyed Xbox 360 for a couple years. Like they were up against Xbox 360 and Xbox 360 had the HD DVD drive and PlayStation 2 went with the, with the um, Blu-ray. The PlayStation Three, PlayStation Three. Sorry, went with the Blu-ray. Yeah, and and they destroyed Xbox 360 until Xbox realized that they could use it to, excuse me, stream things. And once they started streaming stuff, they just like leaped ahead of PlayStation. So they they've had some tick and tack between Microsoft and Sony, but Microsoft clearly doing well. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think they're giving away windows and they're still making money. So <sighs> is there anybody you D- don't hate with computers? <laughs> don't get me started on windows 10. Okay. I've had <laughs> as, as he closes his next book. <laughs> yeah. It's not really Microsoft though, but it's got windows 10. So there you go. Yeah. The I think that's the porn Microsoft. virus on there though. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've uh, I've had two Windows eight machines now. Actually, the newest one's Windows ten, and I guess my older one's Windows ten now too. But I the ones that work 
have just the amount of time that Microsoft has cost me because of their update scam. <laughs> what do you call it? Scam? I'm just curious. Cause they push through updates to the, to the, uh, operating system basically without consent. I had to uninstall windows 10 on three machines at work, Ugh. which put them down for two to three hours each. Jesus. So when we're paying somebody to sit there and twiddle their thumbs for three hours, that feels like a scam. I can see that. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it wasn't so much the, I didn't appreciate them upgrading, but the, some of the software were running at work and a lot of the $5,000 work or machines plotters that we work with when those aren't compatible, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. <laughs> okay. Um, some more cooperation thing going back in the spirit of not doing automatic downloads. Um, Marvel and Fox. This was huge news to me. Uh, Marvel and Fox allowed each other's their characters' IP. That's, this has already halfway happened, and nobody knew about it. They just did it in the quiet. So it's looking like maybe Marvel and Fox are starting to work shit out. But um, Teenage uh, Negasaki, Negasonic, uh, Negasonic Te Teenage Warhead, and Deadpool. When they originally wrote that character, they had all the powers different and did it completely different so that they could use her. And then the director was like, "No, we gotta have, we we gotta have her with her powers." So they went into talks with Marvel, and Marvel said, "Fine, we want Ego the Living Planet for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And apparently, that's going to be Kurt Russell's character. Is he's Ego the Living Planet? Wow! It's literally a planet who talks. <laughs> it's crazy so that's apparently what kurt russell is doing now i don't know if he's in like sentient form for this i don't know how they're doing it i don't know is much it gonna about end up looking a lot like dormammu from i don't know like i'm not gonna pretend like i know shit about guardians of the galaxy outside of the movie because i still am woefully woefully behind on like what they do in the marvel universe but yeah, apparently that's Kurt Russell's role. And we've heard rumors that he's Star-Lord's dad, right? That was a rumor, yeah. So Star-Lord, like, Star-Lord's mom fucked a living planet. <laughs> or got fucked by a living planet. That's weird. <laughs> Either way, that's weird. That's like that tree scene in Evil Dead, but way bigger. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> way to go, Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Good career choice. Still killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to see they're, they're actually getting along. Something that happened that I knew about and then I sort of forgot and never brought up. Maybe I brought it up. I don't know. But uh, Legion is the show that's coming out. Like they dropped a trailer during Comic Con and it sort of got buried in the multitudes of shit that was out of Comic Con. But that's like this new X Men show that looks pretty interesting like it's about some mutants but they actually had to work with marvel to get it onto the air and so they went into partnership and jeff loeb oversees it and if you don't know jeff loeb he did a lot of comics he directed commando so 
He's the dude who thought it was a good idea to have Arnold Schwarzenegger chopping wood at the beginning of a movie. Love Jeff Lowe. <laughs> uh, he also, like, so he wrote some comics for a few years. He does Marvel's TV arm. And so he's the one that's responsible for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the one that's responsible for an upcoming show we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, he's the one that's responsible for all the Netflix shows. So Jeff Loeb is fucking killing it, and apparently he's overseeing this one too. Nice. So it's it's looking like Fox and Sony are like, okay, Marvel, you know your shit. And Marvel's like, yeah, we just want to tell good stories, so you give us characters, we'll give you characters. It's fucking, it's working out pretty well, I think. I'm fine with all these companies having characters as long as they're willing to like work together for stuff. Yeah. No, I totally get it because uh, I think it's great because they can produce the best quality this way, I think. Yeah. And Ego the Living Planet was apparently a Fantastic Four property, which makes sense. Like, they were astronauts. They did all sorts of weird interdimensional stuff. So it totally makes sense that, like, he would be with Fox so I'm just glad they got him because I'm happy Kurt Russell's in this. Like they might not have gotten Kurt Russell unless they got a Living Planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, interesting. Like you know, maybe like the time for Nick Fury has already passed. Like we know Kurt Russell can do an eye patch, but Samuel L. Jackson was fucking the man for this, right? So all that left was a Living Planet for Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that was left for him. So I'm I'm very happy for him. That uh, he's actually got this. Uh, by the way, my mom agrees with you on Windows 10. And she's an exclamation point. So clearly she hates Windows 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting words in your mouth, mom. She's actually going to be on the show next week. Uh, if you guys don't know, if you're just sort of tuning in from Facebook Live, we do this podcast every week. You can find montuckyskies.blogspot.com. The easiest way to get us is just get on your phone, get some sort of podcast app. You can go through CastBox. You can go through Podcast Republic, uh, fucking whatever you go through, um, and just look up Montucky Skies, and it'll just be up every week. Like We do this thing every week. But next week, we're going to come up on Wednesday. We're not going to be up on Tuesday. And the reason is because we're having a bigs on film next week. And what are we covering, Brandon? Fargo. Right up here, man. Yeah, now we're the whitest motherfuckers in, <laughs> on Facebook. Drinking scotch and high-fiving. That's right. We're ready to make America great again. Oh, my God. I want to claw out my eyes. <laughs> but <laughs> I like just like seeing the tape delay and then watching it on your phone, like the high-five. Oh, was it already up? Yeah. Fuck, I was looking down too late. I was hoping to catch... Oh, there's me covering my eyes, looking in disdain. <laughs> Let me just do that again so I can watch it again, because Trump is fucking frustrating. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what so, were we talking about? <laughs> so I uh, started watching uh, DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think? <sighs> oh, that's a... I don't like it. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't know the yet. Double uh. Well, you're not gonna get through it because that was a double uh. The uh, there was parts I liked and parts just just drove me insane. Um, I like how they're not really doing the whole romance thing that CW really likes to do. Not yet. 
I don't know because I'm only like a couple episodes in. That's where I'm at too. So. Yeah, I got to catch up eventually. I got to catch up with Legends tomorrow and Flash and Supergirl. I'm trying. <laughs> it's just like a fucking slow pace. I guarantee I will be caught up at least seven years after they're all finished. <laughs> like I guarantee I will be caught up. Um, I... What really kind of drove me nuts was watching it and... I really don't like Captain Cold. Yeah. And he's one of the the team. I kind of like him. I, he's like, he hams it up, but I kind of like him. I don't know why. This might just... I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's This might just be something we inherently disagree on. What is it you don't like about him? The fact that they have him as a villain, but he's not a villain, and then he is a villain, and it just... They make him seem complicated, but he's just irritating. <laughs> he's complicated in the CW way. He just like he says snippy things, but then he looks off and looks all sad and emo sometimes. Yeah, just I don't know. There's just something about him that just drives me insane. You know what you need for a villain, Brandon? This guy right here. <laughs> That's the ultimate Green Goblin here. Just so you can see who I'm talking about. He's always evil. There's no fucking layers to him. He's either his alter ego, which is complete douche, or like he's Norman Osborn, who's a complete douche. Like he's always a complete douche. It's just a matter of whether he's the Green Goblin or not. You know, the, the hard thing I always come to is they always look for look to Captain Cold for help and it just so like trips my mind out. It's like, oh, let's go to the bad guy that robs banks and Yeah, yeah can you go find to a him superhero for- with a cold gun? <laughs> Can't you just make another fucking cold gun? Yeah, just steal his cold gun? Then you don't need Captain Cold anymore. And you don't have to deal with this guy. It's kinda true. <laughs> Like, he's got one trick in the bag. That's it. He's got one thing he can do. There's nothing else. And you take away his gun, he's fucking useless. He's a fucking bank robber. That's all he is at that point. Yeah. And he's an effective bank robber, I'd imagine, because he's got to, like, freeze people, I guess. (laughs) And he he teams up with a guy that has a hot gun, so... <laughs> There's that, which just seems counterintuitive to me. What it it really struck me when I was watching that because they were like the Captain Cold and I can't remember the the other guy's name. Let's just call him Captain Fire. Sure, Captain Fire. We're like no, back- no, Captain Warm. Let's call him Captain Warm. <laughs> Captain Warm. Admiral they were Warm. like sh- holding off this like army of people that were attacking, and like they're shooting side by side, and I'm like, wouldn't these like counteract each other like if you shoot him with a cold ray and then the hot ray like let me one up you they fucking they already did this in the in the early 80s it was called spider-man and his amazing friends and they had iceman and firestar and they fucking canceled each other out all the time that was how they dealt with shit like the criminals would knock Spider-Man out and then they would get between Firestar and Iceman so that they cancel out each other's powers and then they're useless. Yeah. I imagine that's the playbook they're going with with like 
<laughs> with Legends of Tomorrow, but still, I don't know. I, I kind of dug it when I watched it. I only watched two episodes, so you might be further than me. I think that's where I'm at, so yeah. I think I'm on the same page as you are. I, I'll be honest. It's my third favorite DC show behind Flash and Supergirl, so I really dig me some Supergirl, and my love for the Flash is well documented on yeah. this, so... um. That goes back to the old school show. That was when I really fell in love with Flash because I loved that one season of the show that like I tried to watch the pilot and I got like 40 minutes into it and the Flash still hadn't shown up and I was like, ugh, and I couldn't sit through it anymore. I used to be able to sit through that shit all the time, like not even that long ago, but there's just so many good superhero things on now that it's really hard to sit through the bad ones. I'd agree. Yeah. And I, I'm still watching Arrow, so <laughs> I, I know where sitting through bad shows is. Well, good news, everyone. <laughs> um, so the word that I've been hearing from hardcore DC fans is that Arrow season four, and this is why I trust it, was because they were like, first season was okay, second season was real good, third season was a shit show. And then, like, they're saying that this season is their best season ever. Really? Yeah. So you might have to dig in and watch. I'm just. Oh, I've only got like eight episodes left in season. You don't three. have to trudge through them. Just skip it and read the recaps. I have to. I say that like I'm ever gonna do that. <laughs> like I want to catch I'm up so, with Marvel's I'm Agents so of in- Shield, but I. It's the trudge I have to go through to get to there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't take my own advice. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I could pick up agents again, but it's just like I will. I just I haven't gotten. Around don't think to it. I ever will. Yeah, I will. I guarantee within seven years after the show's <laughs> over, I will be caught up on Marvel's Agents of Shield. Maybe we'll see how many Netflix Marvel shows are going. But uh, <laughs> hashtag six seasons in a movie. That's right. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, also, word is, Supergirl, better season than season one. Uh, Flash, best season so far. Nice. I Legends haven't, of I Tomorrow haven't. is like the breakout show, apparently. Like, it's not the best of the shows, but like, everything I've read is saying that they figured out how to do that show. Like, they went through their growing pains in the first season, and now they figured it out, and it's real good. So... On the DC front, it's looking promising for TV. Yeah. Uh, Which leads me, there was one other DC news I had that I forgot. And I'm going to share this with you now. So uh, the guy who played Zod, Michael Shannon, (laughs) (laughs) he fell asleep during Batman v Superman. Yeah, he was in the body bag, didn't you watch? (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean, were you sleeping? He admitted to he admitted to the Collider.com. He said, "Okay, I'll tell you God's honest truth. Zack Snyder is going to kill me for this. He's going to kill me. I watched it once and I fell asleep." <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Michael Shannon. <clears throat> you watch that the way it's supposed to be watched because <laughs> Batman v Superman and you get the director's cut is totally made for this, right? It's like a golf game to an old person. You watch golf because you can fall asleep and you can be like, 
Oh yeah, okay. And then fall asleep again and just like check in during the day yeah. over like two or three naps. That's what Batman v Superman is. It's like you check in two or three times during the nap. It's like, oh, they hate each other. Okay. Oh, they hate each other. Okay. Oh, they teamed up with Wonder Woman. Okay. That's it. That's what that movie is. Yeah. <laughs> you're not missing really that much. No, you're, you're missing nothing at all. <laughs> but so, you're missing <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg whining. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm just going to say it. I was against Jesse Eisenberg. America, you got the Lex that you deserved because <laughs> you voted for Trump. I mean, not the majority Not of the you. majority. No. Like, Only a quarter of Americans that could vote actually voted for Trump. And less people than And of the people Hillary. that voted less. Yeah. But <laughs> because enough of you guys like voted for Trump, I, I right admit place. it. Yeah, I admit it now. We got the Eisenberg we deserved. Yep, we got the Lex that we had coming. I I had an episode. What was it last fall? It was about a year ago. I think it was about a year ago. Uh, you can go back and check it out in the archives, MontagueSkies.blogspot.com. Uh, there's one that was showing Donald Trump as Lex Luthor on the picture because we talked about how he's basically Lex Luthor. Uh, I want to walk that back because he's not nearly as smart as Lex Luthor is. <laughs> No, that was that was a clear judgment error on my part. But uh, we got the Eisenberg we deserve for that because it was just sitting through a fucking slog of nonsense. And I think that's what every state of the union is going to be like. It's just going to be him being like talking about how great he is and how he's going to make America great. And it's going to be like, motherfucker, you three years in. <laughs> Why are you still talking about what you're going to do? Why don't you do some shit that helps people? You know, what really kind of bothers me is... Trump presidency? About the the Trump chancellorship. (laughs) Right, the Trump chancellorship. That's too hard to say when I've had a few drinks. It's too (laughs) difficult. What's really going to bother me is I'm going to have to really pay attention to this guy. Yeah. It's not like through the Bush years where you could just probably ignore a lot of the stuff, even though it's still fucking you over. We got to really watch this guy. Yeah. I'll be honest. I started to like, I don't know. I, until the election came up, I started to ease off on political news a bit because I was just like, I'm not super worried about Obama, but this shit is harrowing. So (laughs) yeah. Anyway, uh, so I I teased it earlier. Back uh, to nerd news. Back to new nerd news. A lot of Marvel stuff today. A lot of Marvel Disney. Uh, the Inhuman show is being made for ABC, and it's going to be filmed in IMAX. And the first two episodes will appear in IMAX in September of 2017, uh, two weeks before it appears on TV. Uh, rumor is it'll finally feature Black Bolt. Because they've like touched on the Inhumans quite a bit, apparently in Agents of Shield. I've seen some of it. I don't know how far they went with the Inhumans, but I guess they didn't cover any of the really big Inhumans. And they were talking about doing an Inhumans movie. Apparently, that's what this led to. Was like it's going to come out in theaters. It's going to be on the super wide screen, but it's going to be for TV. So I'm interested. I'm hoping that they. I don't know. I'm hoping it's good because Agents of Shield 
as much as I do enjoy it. Like I, I genuinely do enjoy that show, but it pales in comparison to any of the, the Netflix shows. And so I'm just hoping it can like reach close to that level and I'll be happy. Yeah. If it's like two thirds of daredevil season one, I'm happy. That'd be a good, good benchmark. Yeah. I mean, the best benchmark would be like Luke Cage. Cause that's the best superhero show to ever come out. I'm just, I'm calling it out. I don't care. I, how are you doing on Luke Cage? You watch any more since we last talked? I've watched a, one or two episodes. Did you get through his origin yet? No. Ah, oh, sweet Christmas, dude. You got to catch up. <laughs> There's a lot going on in my life, and I don't want to talk about it on air. So I understand. I understand. Um, uh, last bit of news I have here: Disney's looking into buying Netflix. Apparently, I saw an article about that. I didn't read it. But I saw there was an article about that. <laughs> I mean, they mentioned Michael Eager and all this kind of stuff. It it doesn't really matter for our purposes. But this is one of those times where, like, I get nervous about Disney buying up things. But when they went to buy Marvel, I was like, no, fuck yeah, yeah. Because I was, like, nervous for a second. And then I realized that, like, they were going to let Marvel do their thing from all indications. And they did. Like they let Marvel do their thing, and so they're a bigger company, and they were able to get it out there. Um, I think they've done really well with Pixar, who's still sort of independent and still yeah. with them. They've done great with Star Wars so far. Um, I realize we're not too far into their Star Wars run, but I've really enjoyed what they've done with Star Wars so far. Um, so I look at it through those prisms, and I'm like Netflix. I remember when all the Marvel movies and Netflix or uh were on Netflix and all the Disney movies and stuff were on Netflix and it was really nice. And that hasn't been a thing for a while. So I like the idea that you can pop into Netflix and like find all the Marvel movies. You know, I I'm sort of conflicted about um them Disney buying Netflix. And the main rub I have is you know, with the properties that they've bought, I would classify them as wholesome or family oriented. I mean, you'd mentioned Pixar, uh, Star Wars. Keep going. And <laughs> my problem is some of the bluer stuff that I watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't watch netflix for porn because that's just a waste of time right but i like a lot of the independent stuff that's on netflix and i'm hoping a lot of that so-called gray area is available (laughs) and they don't try and stifle much much of that that would be my concern yeah i don't think they're gonna stifle anything um I like I wasn't Miramax a part of Disney at one point. I think the answer is yes, they were. Maybe I don't know. I think they were, and Touchstone Pictures was a part of Disney back when Disney had a reputation for just doing Disney things, and like Touchstone Pictures had like ruthless people. <laughs> there were <laughs> like some... shit like that. I think it'll be fine. All like right. I think I I don't. 
I don't think they buy out Netflix to change Netflix. I think they buy I out think Netflix, Netflix to make, to make a their fucking of money. money. Yeah. And the way they can make a buttload of money is by like making their library more accessible and like getting directly paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. But And I that I'm fine with. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Disney, but they have a pretty good product. Yeah. You were just trying to be like the shepherd of the week, right? <laughs> you know, like uh, old Ezekiel 2517. <laughs> this is a little Netflix thing. Netflix. This is a little Facebook live thing. <laughs> Dude, I can't like I'm stuttering over my words right now. That's I I don't know if anybody saw it, but you pretty much watched me take down like four shots of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> so the one the last thing I got was this week after the election, I kind of got in a dark place. And you know one of the things that kind of got me out of it? What's that? I sat and read through Martin Luther King's I Had a Dream speech from beginning to end and was amazed how much relevance that speech still has today. Yeah. There's a reason why they spin it out still. You know, <laughs> I make my kids watch it every Martin Luther King day. Like I just queued up on YouTube and we watch it every single and time. And it wasn't listening to it. I just sat down and actually read the transcript mm-hmm. of it. No, it's amazing. It's, it's really amazing. Um, something uh, <laughs> you know you should go ahead and uh, check it out <laughs> no it's a great speech that that wasn't about Martin Luther King <laughs> like I'm gonna be honest I eventually things will feel okay but it's gonna take four to eight years possibly <laughs> so you're just gonna have to bear with us on the podcast Um, yeah all right. Do we got anything else to cover here? Anybody else on Facebook Live got any more information you want us to discuss? I mean, we got people watching, but everybody seems like they're being quiet. So maybe we should just take it easy. Well, have a good one. All right. Take it easy. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A Not Safe for Network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah. 
Yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache, bad news. There's something about him that's not some right, and the characters pick off. up on it right away and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Nor- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. Like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh yeah, I'd be that punching. About getting salmonella punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.